we think about investing in our partners the way we think about investing in our customers. We are focused on outcomes together and we put that money to work. So when we think about these early areas of exploration, we're investing in our partners to invest in our customers. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. In this podcast, Vince Minzione, a proven sales and partner executive, brings together leaders to discuss transformational trends and deconstruct successful strategies to help technology leaders like you achieve your greatest results through successful partnering. And now your host, Vince Minzione. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host, and my mission is to help leaders like you unlock the leadership principles and learnings of the best in the business to get partnerships right, optimize for success, and deliver your greatest results. How Google is shaping the future of healthcare and what it means to you as a partner. I was so excited to welcome a great leader and friend to this podcast. Chris Sakalowski is the Vice President of Healthcare at Google. And in this episode, he shares how Google is leveraging its strengths in data, artificial intelligence, and machine learning to help organizations transform how they deliver outcomes. This is such a significant part of our economy. With almost 20% of gross domestic product, he shares how partners can work with providers, plans, pharmaceuticals, and biotechs to help them shape the future of health and how you as a partner should get on board. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed welcoming Chris Sakalowski. Before we dive into the interview, I am so excited to announce the Ultimate Partnerships Mastermind. Our first event is taking place October 9th and 10th at the Gaylord Hotel in Orlando, Florida. This first of its kind live event will feature some of the best leaders in the partnership business the Ultimate Partnerships Dream Team, and leaders from Microsoft in person to help you achieve your greatest results in 2023. For more details, follow the link in the show notes. Please register today before it's sold out. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Vince, man, I'm so glad to be here. I was hoping when I joined Google, I'm like, this is a podcast I actually really want to be on. I've, I've been admired it from a distance for so long, seeing so many of my colleagues, peers, and partners on and a student of it, quite frankly, just to actually be on. It's, it's a humbling honor to be here with you today. So thanks, Vince. You are so kind. I am so excited to finally welcome you as a guest. I think I was probably trying to get you on the podcast while you were still at Microsoft. You're Google's leader for healthcare, such an impactful role and such an important topic. So happy to have you here today. We've been featuring other great Google leaders. Recent guests have included Darren Mowry and Jim Anderson, two outstanding leaders. But for our listeners, Can you share with us a little bit about you, your mission, and what success looks like? You bet. Listen, first and foremost, and as a company, this is a company-wide effort at Google to help billions of people live healthier lives. Just put a hard stop at the end of that and just think about the gravity of that mission, Vince, right? It's not a single product area. It's not a single initiative. This is a company-wide effort, right? At the core of the company to help people live healthier lives. That ranges across things like Google Search and YouTube and Google Ventures, the Fitbit organization. So I'm so glad that they've joined us. What a great addition to our investments in this area. And then obviously the area of my focus, which is Google Cloud. And when you really double click on the Google Cloud side of it, Vince, 
at the end of the day, our mission in healthcare is to unlock healthier lives by helping and partnering with organizations like our healthcare and life sciences companies to digitally transform their businesses and to do so with data first innovations. And when you really think about the gravity of that, it truly means unlocking new ways, new modalities of care, new ways of dealing with patients, bringing therapies to market faster and to removing the friction of that experience that we as consumers feel on that care continuum. And so there's so many dimensions that we could talk about. We could probably spend an entire podcast just on unlocking what we're really trying to solve. But it's truly, it's a humbling mission, one that we don't go alone. We go with a coalition of our partners and our customers, and we're excited to do it. It's such an impactful mission. I've had these conversations with others in the Google sphere about the traditional lift and shift. It's not that. It is about digital transformation. Google has made significant investments in the sector, probably more than most. The Economist cites Google as the fifth largest, largest in tech in healthcare. So I was hoping you could tell us more about some of those investments and these amazing outcomes you hope to achieve. You bet. Vince, is it okay to say cool in today's economy? It is really cool and quite frankly, humbling to be on that list with those customers, partners, and peers in the industry, Vince. I have to tell you, I looked at that list and I actually did a double take. We're proud of what The Economist wrote. It's their story to tell and it's really a part of our journey in, in telling that story ourselves. But to have them acknowledge Google Cloud as the sole technology company and I say technology company is the big hyperscale clouds to bring a little definition to that statement. In the top five, the top 10, as a matter of fact, the next closest technology first company was not actually seen until number 20 after Google. And so to be named where we were named with that peer group, as I said, is humbling, but it's also telling about the investments we're making in the healthcare arena. What's unique about the way we're doing it, because it's a company-wide effort, is we're really looking at it from a partnership perspective. So our goal is not to disrupt this sector, quite frankly, it's to help our partners and their consumers transform the way they engage with the care continuum, whether that be bringing therapies to market faster events, or whether it be using new modalities of care or using technology as a means to be more efficient and effective. Think about this. That list of players is putting their R&D budgets on the line to bring healthier lives to the economy. And what I love about that is the economy is the key to focus in on their events. You actually have the ability to affect the GDP. Could you actually open up access to care? Can you focus on equity of care? Big topic these days. And can you do so in frictionless manners that reduce the cost of that care, regardless of where you are in that continuum? Those are things that are legacy making. And it's just, again, humbling to be on that list with those peers. Now, when we think about those investments, it starts at our core with the investments we're making in our healthcare data platform. I won't talk about bits and bytes or product speeds and feeds, but when you really think about it at the core, Google, its legacy is rich and deep in data. And so our healthcare data platform is really where this begins. And it's about elevating our customers and our partners, because if you think about what their journey is right now, They've often been accused of being technology laggards. That's actually not true. The health profession has been leading with technology since the days of Florence Nightingale. But what's happened is you had this fractioned or disconnected use of technology across the care continuum. And by building that purpose-driven platform or otherwise known as a, a health cloud, you're really providing your customers and partners a fabric, almost the way you would put a house on a foundation, Vince. You're giving them a foundation to not have to worry about the basics and to bring continuity across those different services. And that's really where Google has been investing. 
Then we layer on world-leading AI and machine learning. We layer in our culture as a digital-first, digital native, right? where you bring culture to our customers and our partners. And quite frankly, I see the culture within our partners as equally digital native to help our customers transform as ours. And it's just, it's so powerful when you see those things come together. And you and again, you target the things that I was talking about before. You're targeting disease. You're targeting waste. You're targeting loss. And when you're talking about therapies and touching lives, it's a very, very powerful message. And it's uh, something we're, uh, we're proud to invest in. So peel back with me a little bit on the healthcare data platform. I think anytime I have a sniffle or I think I might have COVID, I'm Googling that information. So Google is tracking all of that, certainly. But tell me more about the healthcare data platform and how that interact, how that works across your continuum. Well, Vince, it's funny you mentioned I was actually doing an executive briefing with one of our uh, larger pharmaceutical customers out in Sunnyvale. And uh, one of the stats came up, what you mentioned, which is three, I think three out of every 10 searches are health-related. And I think during the pandemic, I think as high as seven. And so just the power of organizing the world's information and specifically health information and bringing the power of that platform to the consumer. Well, my business is about bringing the power of knowledge, of insight, of data on that data platform to our enterprise customers, helping them look at the data that they already have, the longitudinal view of the patient, of a cohort of patients, of a populace helping them look at that information and make great decisions, next logical decisions with artificial intelligence and machine learning, the physical brick and mortar, taking the the burden solely off the clinician and allowing the clinician to work with that technology to make that next logical decision. It is truly magical when you see that work happen, but it starts really in the trenches. The IT organizations that we'll work with in these companies that we help transform they have a huge burden on their shoulders. This isn't just about keeping IT systems up and running, Vince. The reason why we built the health data platform is to take uh, some of that friction out of the IT work that they do, stitching together all of these disconnected and disparate data sources that have been created over decades, uh, if not centuries of information, allowing scientists and researchers to look over hundreds, if not thousands of PDF documents in a matter of seconds to extract the right information to figure out what chemical is going to react with what type of human cell the right way, which really means for you and I, a potential cure for a disease, either a rare one or one of the more, one, the ones we see from a chronic disease perspective. Then you got the other side of it, which is the clinicians, right? Using that platform to pull that information together, that knowledge and, and putting those special goggles on that only Google can provide through its data platform to allow them to see the things that are emerging that the human eye may not see. And that can manifest itself Vince, in imaging, in, in, in emerging ca- uh, categories like digital pathology, genomics and phenomics. It's just, quite frankly, the opportunity is near limitless. And then you flip to the other side of it, sort of that, like the burden of the healthier life. We shifted somewhere along the way, Vince. I think you remember this. We were working together at the time. People started making a, a, a conscious decision to talk about health versus health care. Healthcare really is about a reactive approach to this. And what the data platform that we have been working on has really been designed is to let you be more proactive as a clinician, as a scientist, as a researcher, as a call center agent. It's not just about the clinical side of this, it's as much about the operational side. And this data fabric that we're helping weave together for our customers takes the friction out of for IT and how they think about the insights that they need to drive for their key stakeholders. But it also thinks about the stakeholder themselves. And part of every one of these organizations, Vince, is their operators. If they can run more efficiently, if they can get therapies to market faster, if they can lose less product in transit, 
thinking shipping and delivery and logistics, supply chain, all of those things, those same technologies, that same platform, that same, those same insights that you think about the patient at a personalized care level, all the way to the way the operations run. It's a purpose-built platform, Vince, that we put together to take the burden off of IT, to lift those partnerships up to the next level so they can think about the consumer, the patient, the therapy, the operator themselves and how they're doing the work they're doing. Because at the end of the day, Vince, this is about one thing, driving better outcomes, better outcomes for the consumer, you and I, better outcomes for the operator, the folks in the call center, the researchers, and taking and the outcomes for the clinicians. The better they can do with the data they have, the better it is for all of us. And that's a societal statement as I make events. I think about better outcomes. Personally, been in situations where family members were wrongly diagnosed or doctors, clinicians didn't have the right information years ago. To go back and say, this pattern of events or this diagnosis looks like this, and this is the way I treat it. The information, it's astounding how much you're aggregating across the entire world's data and pulling that all together from a clinician perspective. You talk about areas like supply chain as well and supply chain logistics and some of the challenges in organizations and trials and all these other areas coming together. Healthcare spans across so many areas as we think about it. It's the largest portion of GDP, is it not? It is. And it's the fa- It's not only the largest, Vince, it's the fastest growing. I think, I think IDC, I'm careful who I quote there, but I think IDC was the one that actually said by 2024, it'll be 22% of the GDP or greater. It's just, that's, it's just a staggering figure. And it's a great opportunity for us to help reduce the cost of care, to re- reduce that burden together with our partners on the economy, but at the same time, deliver higher quality of care. And I know that's, it's, it's a juggling act, right? To reduce the cost of care, to open up access and equity to care, but do so at a, at a higher standard of care, of research, of development, and quite frankly, uh, operation. There's no such thing as impossible. It's about focus. And that's what I love about the area we're in is it's we're very, very focused on on achieving those goals. So I think I know the answer to this, but for our listeners who maybe have not listened to other episodes featuring Google, our partners, all of them who are listening today, can you differentiate for them the strength in Google's offering versus the other two hyperscalers? Sure. First and foremost, Vince, I'll kind of cap out the conversation about the health data platform. Quite frankly, Google's overall platform. Uh, in health. The goal there has always been to lift our partners up and have them build on top of our platform. And that was really the goal as we built it. It wasn't just for our customers. It was really our customers, partners collaborating together because we're a platform company. We don't want to compete with our customers and we certainly don't want to compete with our competitors. And so that was sort of the mindset and the framework behind as we thought about that. How far down that path of solutioning do you go, that endpoint solution? And what uh, what we've been very excited to see is the, is the market reception. Uh, and quite frankly, it, that was derived from the fact that so many of our best customers have become our best market partners. And so I think that's really led us down this journey of, of being a platform and tools and product company and allowing our customers and our partners to bring the best solutions and services to market. And so I think that in of itself starts to define, Vince, what's unique about Google in the marketplace. I don't spend a ton of time from a brain cell perspective thinking about what our competitors do. Quite frankly, I'm rooting for all of us. I said, I don't know which hospital, I don't know which hospital my mother, my wife, my kids, you as a great friend will have to visit someday. And I want every one of those clinicians, every one of those researchers upstream thinking about the therapy for you, the diagnosis, uh, supply chain logistics, making sure the device or the therapy you need is there on time and at the most effective cost efficacy process. For me, 
This is really about us being laser focused on our mission. And I think the Frost and Sullivan Award then speaks to where we believe we are. We believe we are the leader in this category. And when you look at flattery, and flattery is usually bored out of imitation, when we see our peers in the industry also building health clouds, we're excited. We're proud of that. But our focus has always been on leading in this area. And it's leading in terms of putting in the engineering work, Vince, the engineering work that's really needed to fix some of those the most complex problems in the industry. And I think you'll see that in our platform. We are focused on outcomes with our platform. And so we light up the partnerships that will actually deliver on those outcomes. And I'll quote Thomas Curie, our CEO, the economy of lift and shift, while it might be here, it's fading fast. And the opportunity for all of us is to focus on outcomes. And when you really boil it down, we are focusing on outcomes with our customers and our partners. That's what differentiates our platform. And Frost and Sullivan called it out. It's not just the most innovative platform they've seen, right? It's not just the most leading edge. The ability to execute there with our cloud stands head head tall amongst our peers. And like I said, I'm rooting for us all. I think the competition's fantastic. And what better arena to compete in to raise the bar for the quality of care and the standard of care? It's just fantastic. We're going to put a link to that award in our show notes. But basically, Frost and Sullivan called out Google Cloud as the Technology Innovation Leadership Award winner, called out specifically contextual contextualizing patient data, fast-tracking the extraction of meaningful data, leveraging industry-leading machine learning and AI capabilities, and building in the privacy and compliance aspects needed. So pretty big kudos there. It's an engineering feat, quite frankly. I mean, this isn't an easy sector, Vince. I think most folks, you know, they check your temperature when you say, I want to build a career in health. And it's not because they think you're crazy. It's because of how difficult it is, especially in the tech sector. But what greater legacy, what greater accomplishment it is to care for billions of your citizens? And we feel we have a very small part of that with our partners. And when you look at the underlying complexity of what each clinician, researcher, doctor, operator does on a daily basis, their jobs are hard. The technology behind them is complex. And our focus with our platform is to reduce that complexity. It's to protect that very precious data that our clinicians reason over every day. And it is to further the decisions that are made day in and day out out there. And I think, again, when you really peel back and you look under the hood, the engineering feat and the ability to execute, I think is really what helps us differentiate events. It's powerful. It's powerful. I'm happy to announce that PartnerTap has become a founding sponsor of Ultimate Guide to Partnering. PartnerTap is the only partner ecosystem platform designed for the enterprise. Their technology makes it easy to align channel teams with automated account mapping, letting you control what data you share while building a partner revenue engine. I'm so excited to have them on board. I mentioned earlier, we had Jim Anderson on just recently, and we talked about Thomas Curian's putting a stake in the ground, right? With regards to sales teams working with partners, a partner first mentality. How does your organization engage with those partners? You've mentioned them before in this conversation, but how does your team work specifically with them? First of all, what a great leader in Jim Anderson for us to have leading our America's charge for partnerships. If there was ever a constant sentinel at the door of making sure that, that partners are top of mind for us every day. And I will tell you, Thomas could not be any more laser focused on us growing the market opportunity with our partners. Now, I won't quote stats or figures or percentages because quite frankly, they're irrelevant. It's a way of life for us, Vince. 
we think about investing in our partners the way we think about investing in our customers. We are focused on outcomes together and we put that money to work. So when we think about these early areas of exploration, we're investing in our partners to invest in our customers. When we think about breaking new ground with new customers, we think about investing through our partners. And we think about implementing and delivering on those outcomes, the promise of those outcomes and driving value for our customers. We're investing with our partners. So when we think about when you call it, quote, deals or opportunities, right? At the end of the day, there's financial investments in every one of them that is slated to go through a partner to delight a customer. And it's not just rhetoric. You see it every day. We put a disproportionate amount of our operating investment every day into our partners. And it's top down. It's from Ruth, it's Thomas, it's it's Jim, all the way through the leaders in my organization. And they live and breathe it every day. One of the things I see, I've been around the healthcare space because of my public sector background with Microsoft, is that your customers very often become your partners, right? Because a lot of these leading academic medical centers and the like create their own solutions that then get promulgated out to market. Tell us more about that if you can. I think in one of your prior podcasts, you talked about the SaaS economy. Well, that's the reality of the SaaS economy. Your greatest customers could also be your greatest trading partners and your greatest delivery partners. When we look at this and we think about delivering the highest qualities of care, as our customers invest in technology to deliver new modalities of care, they're not only our doctors and clinicians, they're also our technology partners. And you go back to that list that we were so humbled to be on that we talked about earlier in the podcast, Vince, that grouping of folks is leading with technology to deliver on new modalities of care. And that, I think, is really where the lines have blurred and why we're so well positioned. We recognize that the greatest technology companies can be your greatest partners. And as your customers adopt technology, they can be your greatest partners. And so that's really at the heart of how I see us working at Google with our customers and our partners. So for our partners listening today, what are the greatest opportunities for them to work with your organization, with Google and healthcare? We focus on health providers, health plans, the largest pharmaceutical companies, and the emerging biotechs the med tech devices providers, as well as the digital native tech companies that are hell-bent on breaking new ground on modalities of care. And so we think about the multi-segment approach to this, and we're really focused on growth in those areas. Some of the greatest opportunities, you heard me use the word friction earlier, removing friction from the cost of care. Now, if you're talking to a health plan, that might be claims modernization, prior authorization, real-time claims, lowering the cost of that claim so they can pour more of that money back in to care benefit navigation, working with their customers in new modalities, meeting customers where they are. And it's not just the health plan that's thinking about that, Vince, right? Our providers are thinking about the same way, right? How can they bring new modalities of care? If the pandemic taught us nothing is that new modalities of care are here to stay, care and homes here to stay. And as laws change to reach right to catch up to what the pandemic taught us, you'll see the that that drive to higher quality care, greater access and equity to care than the emerging in-home care blended with the physical brick and mortar we know today. So you won't see replacement, but you'll see the blending of that. And technology is the great blender. And when we're talking to our life science and med tech companies, again, some of the greatest opportunities are helping them bring therapies to market faster. And we provide the platforms that our partners can bring their first and third party solutions anchored on top of our platform. They can bring them to market faster. They can bring them to market more effectively, and they can bring more cohesion to solutions across the entire framework that our customers are looking for in terms of solutions and reducing, again, that, uh, that fractionality that I talked about 
earlier to your listeners. And so when we think about those opportunities, we see a great opportunity to advance care through that, but we also see the other side of events. What we do in healthcare is not only hard, it's succinct, right? When you think about it, it's the ability to work with data, the most highly sensitive data. You have to protect that data. And so we bring a different point of view on things like security and application modernization, because this isn't about lifting and shifting in the economy for technology's sake. This is about doing things from a digital first, data-driven innovation perspective. And our approach, I believe, gives our partners the ability and quite frankly, their ability to deliver on the promise of partnering with Google and partnering with our partners. I think about removing friction from care. I think we all have so many experiences there with claims processing, with just the way care is delivered, the modalities of care as you just describe it. Life sciences, those who have been around the life sciences space and understand the complexities of developing drugs, developing med tech and the like, that there's a lot of, there's approval processes, there's all kinds of things along the way that can be streamlined. And then you talk about protecting the data and security and application modernizations. We always have to remind ourselves that there's operators, support teams behind all of those events. And it's why we get so excited about the care delivery side of this. There's the operators, the folks who are thinking about the supply chain and get your head around the opportunity that we have here. We're talking about an economy that's expanding, not only in healthcare, but in technology. There'll be a trillion dollar opportunity for us and our partners to go tackle in both the quality of care as well as the operational effectiveness to impact the GDP. It's just sometimes I, it's mind-boggling. You talked about telemedicine, and I think about just what COVID did to us with regards, probably like 5% of the population was using telemedicine before COVID. The numbers have steeply risen since, I don't know what the percentages are, maybe you do, but it just strikes me that we all learned through this experience of the last two plus years that we didn't necessarily have to go into a doctor's office to get the quality of care we needed. Certainly, Vince, we crossed several chasms during the pandemic. We saw therapies coming to market faster than they ever had. Therapies that would take seven to 10 years on a normal course at a very high cost rate, right? Between partnerships, between technology companies like Google, some of our greatest customers in the pharma, biotech, and life sciences market with public officials making real changes to policy and technology to bring those things to market faster. And you just talked about the modalities, the modalities. And again, that's really, we put some significant investments in very early in as we could see through the pandemic and that this wasn't going to be short. This would be something that not only was here for several months or several years, but would fundamentally change. So the other side of the chasm that we crossed there was that consumers and consumerism would play a greater role, meeting the consumer where they are, this concept of care, caring for them everywhere, everywhere they are. That really is what we saw emerge from the pandemic. So it's not just about in-home care or telehealth. It was really about meeting the consumer where they are. And again, what a great place to be at Google with the physical properties we have, with the technologies we have, with a company-wide effort. To see them come together during the pandemic and to see what's still sustainable beyond, quoting some stats, it's when you just look at the telehealth frame, it spiked up to 89 or 90% of all care interactions were done via telehealth. And I think there was a lot of pundits that said, yeah, but that'll crash down to nearly zero when the pandemic is over. We haven't seen that. I think they've leveled out in the high 40s, low 50s. And I think there's even bounces up to 60. When you think about chronic disease care and chronic disease management, Vince, right? When you think about clinical trial delivery, those modalities of care, touching the patient where they are, telehealth, the multimodalities of care really light up new experiences that will drive the economy forward, that will drive the quality of care forward and drive how we care for the society 
differently and more effectively. The genie's out of the bottle, Chris. I've been saying this ever since the pandemic that we're never going to go back. Work, education, healthcare, all these areas that have been greatly touched through this crisis. I think we all learned quite a bit through it. We did. We certainly did. And we're still learning, Vince. So I'd love to shift gears a little bit. As This is the ultimate guide to partnering. And as you mentioned, you have had an amazing career in tech and working with partners. You worked in a very partner-centric organization before coming to Google. And I know you've had experiences here with partners specifically. Can you tell us, can you give us an example of when a partner you're working with got it right working with you and your organization? Yeah, listen, Vince, I mean, we could probably put all of the experience and exposure I've had to some of the greatest partners from my past and ones I'm currently working today into some a symphony of, of learnings there. And it starts with communication, Vince. They, when I say communicate, I don't mean just passing information back and forth when it's convenient. I mean that, that hyper communication that you see in the greatest relationships, whether they be personal relationships or whether they be professional relationships, that hyper communication that leads to the collaboration that leads to innovation, that leads to forward momentum. And that's really what I've seen from some of our best partners. They're communicating about what they see in their businesses. They're communicating about the challenges they see. They're communicating about the outcomes that their customers are trying to achieve and where they're stuck in getting. And that informs us to build better products, to bring to those opportunities. And it informs us on how we can best support their platforms with our platforms and technologies but it's that hyper-communication, Vince, that, that is at the core of all of this. What I also have come to learn about some of the best partnerships, certifications, certifications, certifications. Our best partners, Vince, they're certified. They're certified not only in their areas of focus, but they're certified in our technology. So what that means to a customer when they're engaged with that partner is that they know our technology inside and out, and they know how to get the best out of our technology to drive the best outcomes for their and our shared customer. One other nugget of partners who are investing to scale. That doesn't mean you have to be big to be great. As a matter of fact, I've worked some of the best partners I've worked with knew exactly how large they wanted to be and knew where that tipping point was, where they got too big, where the quality of delivery or quality of service would have actually started to erode. So they, they either make a conscious decision, some of the best leaders, and I'm exposed to some of the best in the business. They know their focus. They don't deviate from that focus often. And then when they do, it's, it's exploring new exposure to new areas of growth, but they invest towards their focus, knowing where to invest and staying focused. And when you're going to grow and scale, investing in that scale to ensure the quality of why they chose you on day one is the reason why they stay with you. And quite frankly, with you and Google for years to come. On one of your other podcasts, one of your guests said, you have to re, you have, in the cloud economy, you have to re-recruit your customers every 24 hours. They're absolutely right. And I think it's that attention to detail, it's that attention to growth and scale events that I think is it really is what some of the best partners do. You bring up three really great points here. First of all, the hyper-communication. So important to have a consistent, persistent, and I even say aggressive dialogue with one another, like being totally honest and open about what we're achieving, where we need to work and remedy results. You talked about certifications, and I know that's an area of Jim's focus and Google's focus in particular to make sure that more and more partners, customers have those certifications or trained on Google's cloud. And then you talked about investing to scale. Some organizations try to be all things to all people instead of focusing on the right areas of growth. In the health arena, again, you can say I'm in everything. You can have a hand in every pot, but the reality is you won't be great at everything. So what do you want Google to know you for? 
What do you want Google's team to know that you are great at so that they can apply that knowledge so that when they see that thing in their customer, that outcome that they're trying to drive, they should be able to correlate that with you and your offerings and your skills and your certifications. So I understand you might have a big announcement coming, Chris, in the near future. Can you tell us more about that? I would love to share some big news here on this podcast, and maybe I can follow back up and insert one in in the future, but we're not quite there ready to make this announcement, but it will be big. I think it'll be great for the marketplace. It'll be great for our health and life sciences customers. Uh, And I'm hopeful that by the time our CEO, Thomas Curian, goes on stage at HLTH, which is mid-November, that we'll be able to make that announcement and it'll be a great partnership tucked in there that we're very, very excited about. A couple of breadcrumbs there for our listeners, but can't quite let the cat out of the bag just yet. When is that event? I believe it's the 13th of November. It begins, Vince. I think it runs through the- Wonderful. Okay. Well, we're going to stay tuned, Chris, and hope to hear back from you at that point. Cliffhanger. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. For our partners that wish to work with you and your team, what's the best way to do so? Vince, I'm going to break my answer up into two things because as I mentioned before, our our partners are varied and some of them are strategic integrators or solutions integrators and others are ISVs. Those who are building unique IP to bring and some of them have have practices in both. But I want to speak to our ISVs first. You you gave me the opportunity to talk about our health platform earlier and, and what we're building there. That's a great opportunity for us to think about integrating from the ground up. Now, I'm not talking about lifting someone else's technology just on the Google Cloud Platform, but for the sake of saying we run in Google Cloud Platform. I'm talking about truly working with Google to invest, right? to integrate our core technology stack with yours. That's an ISV state. We're willing to invest. We're willing to make that. And we've seen great successes. I was just with a partner the other day, and they were talking to a customer, and I happen to have an opportunity to be a fly on the wall and listen in. And they were talking about that there's a difference between running on a cloud versus being truly integrated and leveraging the stack from the bottom up and the fact that they could actually transfer images faster, where their radiologists were not were actually saying, I want to move to the cloud. Now you'd think that there's all these barriers with line speeds and connectivity, but when they integrated it from the ground up, they got greater fidelity and they actually moved the industry forward. That's impact. And so to our ISVs. Let's build together, let's integrate together, and let's exploit the best technologies from both of us together at the core. For the SIs, it's kind of a dot, dot, dot off the back end of that. Let's focus on outcomes. Let's truly focus on the outcomes that these great technologies are intended to unleash. Let's figure out together where you are, and we'll meet you there. Whether you are focusing on the the providers and with the highest quality of care and new modalities of care, whether you're with the largest health plans, looking to remove the friction and modernize that claims process, or whether we're on the life science and med device function, bringing therapies to market faster. For us, it's about communicating where our customers are looking to go and keeping our investments and our focus solely on those outcomes. Everything else takes care of itself. I mean, I'll go back to the advice I gave earlier, communication, 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 certification, 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 and focus, focus, focus. We can do those things well together, Vince, right? With outcomes at the core, I think both audiences that we work with and have the privilege of working with every day will be in great shape and we'll be able to harness that opportunity that sits out in front of us. So let's build together and focus on outcomes. I should be interviewing you, Vince. You say it so eloquently. Well, I think about outcomes. I think about cost. I think about quality of care. I think about longevity and just the most impactful area. I mean, I don't want to hype it, but it really is the most important area of of focus for us in technology. 
So as you might know, I'm fascinated with the career journey. We got to work together at Microsoft and you had a stellar career there as well. And you've continued to be a rising star on this fast track. I'd love to like peel back a little bit with you because it looks easy from the outside, but I'm sure. And I want to understand, was there a challenge or obstacle you needed to overcome along this amazing journey? We often talk about diversity in terms of race, creed, color, religion, and so many other dimensions. And for me, those are so very important, but so is experience. And one of the greatest challenges I faced in business was diversity of experience. My first roles were rooted in the enterprise. And so I got labeled the enterprise guy. And you see people pegging you in there. And, and as opportunities would come, they kind of had you pegged. Well, that's the enterprise guy. What would an enterprise guy know about the channel? The first one I kind of stumbled into, and I had a mentor who said, go do something new. Go do something you haven't done before. Go do something that they wouldn't expect you to do. That mentor gave me my first opportunity on the channel side. Then I got labeled the channel guy, which was interesting. And then and they're like, the next thing came up. It's like, you don't know much about small business. And so then I was like, wait a second, there's a pattern forming here. Whatever they say, I don't know how to do or don't have experience in, maybe I should go get that experience. And as I started to do that more deliberately, Vince, what I realized is I was becoming a more rounded leader. I became a more balanced leader. And quite frankly, the decisions I made, the people I hired helped me build better businesses, better decisions, a better teammate, a better leader. Quite frankly, it even crept into my personal life, just being more broad in my thinking. And you could go all the way through my career and see a more deliberate change each time to learn more of the businesses. And so folks would say, well, then how'd you get to health? Well, I started thinking about legacy at some point, Vince, bringing all of those experiences together and what better way to do it than in a health framework. And there's so many worthy industries to plant your career. And so I'm not here advocating just for health. It just happened to be something I was so passionate about being touched through care through my entire life in meaningful ways and, and those who provided that care. I wanted to leave something behind. I wanted to leave teams behind. I wanted to build something that, that would last far beyond my name, far beyond any of our names, but that actually made meaningful progress in care. And so that's what led me there. But the journey to it, Vince, being the enterprise guy, being the channel guy, being the small business guy, being the mid-market guy, and eventually full circle back to enterprise strategic and multi-segment disciplines. Bringing those all together in the health business is really what has lit up my time and my energy here at Google now. I was going to ask you, how did it transform you? But I think I've, I just heard that. It's lit you up, Chris, in a big way. Certainly has. And, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And I love what you're doing here. But there is a favorite question I have for our listeners. You're hosting a dinner party. And you can invite any three guests to this amazing dinner party from the present or the past. Whom would you invite and why? Vince, we could take that in a lot of directions. We could be talking about current politicians and how conversations about their decision making. We could take that towards either childhood or current sports idols or celebrities. I think given the fact that we're talking about health, we're talking about technology, and we're talking to our partners, I'll keep it, I'll keep it business oriented. I think the first guest I'd probably bring to the table, someone I admired from a distance, but had had some interactions over my career with, and that would be Judy Faulkner. And I've had a lot of people, I've asked this, I've been asked this question before and I've answered the same way. And folks usually say, Chris, why Judy? And I'll tell you, I've never been more impressed by someone who has led their passion for outcomes, passion for care, passion for health, lead every decision they make. Just a maniacal focus on their customer. And I strive to even reach 
the shadow that she's cast in, in that regard is something I've admired, again, from a distance from the business she's built. And there's so many businesses, quite frankly, industries that it's that have sprouted out in the wake of what she has built uh, up at Epic. I just, it's truly remarkable. And I would love to ask her where that passion comes from, where that focus and drive comes from. And quite frankly, how does she navigate some of the toughest decisions that a CEO can face as, as new markets emerge with the complexities of the regulations that she has to navigate? It's just truly humbling. And for those who don't know, Judith Faulkner is the founder of Epic Systems, which is the largest in the healthcare electronic records, health records industry. Indeed. And I guess if I had two more, and I won't go as in-depth the detail, but if I had two more to invite, I think I would invite Florence Nightingale. Let me explain why. I said, I'm not a history buff, but do you know that Florence Nightingale was one of the first to introduce data analytics to the, to, to the medical profession? I did not. I think it's fascinating because either lineage, we're walking in her footsteps. If this was a beach, I feel like my feet are just right next to her side by side with hers. And here we are today, still however many decades later, still talking about how we bring great insights to the best clinicians to deliver the best care. And how did she come up with that? How did she think through that? How did that, where did that come from? It's that founders inventors mentality. And I would just love to put my, my brain next to theirs because it's just, it's truly mesmerizing. And I think the last person, Vince, uh, that, I, that I'd probably do. So this is coming from the, the, the father of two daughters, two teenagers who are just starting to realize their potential. If you've seen the movie Hidden Figures, I think it's really, really humbling to watch my daughters realize their potential and just early on their journey. But to actually have Melba Mutma speak to them about her journey in STEM, the impact that she had as a woman in business, the barriers she broke, what's available to them now that wasn't there to give them some perspective on what is afforded to them today that wasn't there before. But I'll go back. I'm a huge proponent of STEM and, and I'd love our girls to consider them, to consider that field in, in technology, whether it be in, in, in healthcare or engineering or something else. But just to expose them to what the power of STEM is, and quite frankly, I think STEM is going to be woven into the fabric of our economy for years, and just so they have self-sustained longevity, I'd love to see them in, in those fields. And I think what greater mentor, if I could have three people at a dinner table outside of the first two I mentioned, would be my two girls and Melba. So again, what was what it would be cool dinner parties with all of them. Such impactful guests. I, can I come along? Maybe I can bring a beverage. You and me both, we'll probably just sit back and uh, let them talk as flies on the wall. So it would be fun, Vince. Yeah. And I don't want to leave this untouched because you talked about STEM. And one of the issues I have, I feature a lot of women guests, women leaders, women and people of color not entering the technology arena and the STEM arena in the numbers we need them to. Uh, listen, when you actually look at, at Google's wide initiatives, one of them that you'll see is a heavy investment in STEM and heavy investment in STEM across the multiple dimensions. Diversity in STEM is just one of those dimensions. And we're so excited to put the investments that we have into that. We do it from a, we do it by through partnerships with our partners. Uh, we have some like-minded partners who do those types of community outreach and driving STEM at the earliest stages in education. We have starters and incubators focused on minority-owned companies. I happen to sit on the board of Capital G and my good friend, uh, Jackson Georges, is laser-focused as part of his initiative on bringing Google's capital to pioneers and innovations in STEM, in technology for entrepreneurs, but you can see it in so many other areas that, that will find its way into the community and society. Uh, again, it's a humbling effort. It's a company-wide effort, and it's something you'll see our particular grouping with our partners and our customers or a like mind who think about equity and access to care and equity and access to STEM is the start of that. And that's where you'll see our focus. 
And Capital G is the venture capital arm of Google, correct? It's our, one of our many investment arms, yes. You have, Chris, been an amazing guest, such a good friend, such a great and energetic conversation with you today. I want to thank you for being generous with your time, with our listeners, with these amazing partners, but for them, for the thousands of ISVs, MSPs, resellers, SIs listening today, what advice would you give to them to optimize for success working with Google? Well, first of all, I want to thank them, Vince and you. A big ditto button. If I could punch it, I would. We appreciate the investments you make. I recognize that every day you all are investing in Google as much as we invest in you. And as founders, as owners, as operators, we can't thank you enough. For us, it's about taking advantage of the investments. We're, we are looking to hydrate your businesses with our investments, and we're looking to do it to hydrate outcomes for our customers. And so let's work together. Let's communicate through that. Let's get focused together. Let's get really clear on what we want to do together through that communication. We'll invest in those areas and we'll bring those things to market. And when you think about our platforms, where you're going to invest, if you're those who are thinking about building IP and you're thinking about which cloud you build on, building with Google Cloud, we've got partner programs, our partner advantage program being just one of them, which allows you to build with, develop with, and we have technical teams who work with you on that digital native integration at the core of your technology stack and ours together. And, uh, and we have great integrators who are looking to partner. And that partner to partner piece is the new dimension, Vince, that I'll add here. That partner to, to partner dimension is not something to be overlooked. It is not trivial. When we can bring our best ISVs to our best integrators, it is magical to see how quickly we can bring value and, and the delivery of those outcomes to our customers. And so that would be the advice that I live on. We can't wait to talk to the ones we haven't talked to before. So please look us up. We'd love to earn your business. And for those that we work with every day, we thank you for the investments you make today and the ones you're going to make in the near future. So thanks. And Chris, we're going to provide links in our show notes, certainly to you on LinkedIn, but also you mentioned the Partner Advantage Program. And if you could provide us that information, I'll pass it along to our partners. You bet. We'll make sure we get all that over to you, Vince. But really appreciate the time with you and, and the, the work you're doing here with this leading podcast in building channel, I think is fantastic. And I think it, it serves the greater good and just humble to be a part of it. So thanks for having me today. Humbled to have you, Chris. Thank you so much for your time today. You bet. I am so excited to announce the Ultimate Partnerships Mastermind. Our first event is taking place October 9th and 10th at the Gaylord Hotel in Orlando, Florida. This first of its kind live event will feature some of the best leaders in the partnership business. The group I call the Ultimate Partnerships Dream Team and leaders from Microsoft in person, to help you achieve your greatest results in 2023. For more details, follow the link in the show notes. Attendance for this event is strictly limited to support an intimate executive dialogue. So please register today before it's sold out. I hope you join us, my friend, at the beautiful Gaylord Hotel, October 9th and 10th. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.